Welcome to Simply Divine, the podcast that opens its heart and embraces the beauty of simplicity. In each episode, we will explore the art of living a simpler, more meaningful life that aims to make it approachable and comforting, even in the moments of discomfort. Whether you're a devout Catholic or simply curious about faith, I invite you to grab a cup of tea, settle in, and let's dive into the divine. Back to season two of Simply Divine Podcast. I'm so excited. I wanted <laughs> to make it season two because there was just a cutoff that I wasn't expecting at the end of, I think the last episode I posted was in the beginning of December. And there was kind of a little ball of snow just balling up pretty big in our lives. And so I was like, okay, this is the the break that the podcast is already going to take. So I had been doing it since August, which was a really good long commitment. And so I'm really excited to be back to dive in a lot deeper than I did in the first one. If you're barely joining us, uh, we actually do start off with something we're grateful for in this week. And so something I'm grateful for is to be able to call my husband while he's on the road for his job and just talk to him in little window spaces. And so that's my one thing. I'll give you a few moments and let you think about your one thing. Okay. Again, welcome back. I am so excited. If you're watching me on YouTube, you obviously see that I have no more braces either. It's a little weird being on camera and smiling, even though I did it before braces. So I feel a little awkward. <laughs> but other than that, I am also pregnant with baby number two. This episode's actually going to be about the past two months. So we're playing catch up is what we're doing. And the reason I want to bring y'all a little more into my life is because it's also a spiritual battle. And so there is a lot to unpack about the last two months of why I also took a break. It was uncalled for on my end. I didn't want to stop. That's why the last season stops at episode 15 or 16, a very weird number that I didn't want to stop, but that's all right. So here we go, playing catch up. So we were in a financial bind. You know, I went over tips in another episode financially, and we were doing all of what we could to be tight um, with our money and smart about our money because we're all for that. And so I was getting to the point where we really had to extend our groceries like to the very smidge like end of it. And so we decided as a family that my husband was going to look for a job. And the job he ended up finding was one that had to do with traveling a bit. So that didn't sit well, obviously, with me. And just grasping the very fact that my husband wasn't going to be here for a certain amount of time 
but obviously he'll be back um, here and there. It was really hard for me. And I instantly knew in my heart, my wounded heart, why that was. And excuse my emotions, they are obviously very high because I'm pregnant. So anyways, going back through these two months is going to get a little (laughs) teary-eyed. So going back, I, my heart just couldn't wrap around it. My heart could not just wrap around the idea. And going back, the instant wound that came up in my life was my father leaving maybe a handful of times when I was a child. That was hard on me. Didn't think it was that hard on me. But as soon as I heard the possibility of my husband leaving, it felt very strongly after that and i knew it i called it out i allowed my husband to know i allowed my mom to know i mentioned how hurt i would be i think emotionally now this is on the emotional side logically i know that my husband isn't my father i know my husband i know he's going to come back um he wants to be here more than anything in the world and so just wrapping my mind around all that it was a lot we even talked about the possibilities of us you know traveling in certain times and areas with our baby and me and it just seemed a little brighter and then a week before my husband had training we found out we were pregnant and first emotion I felt was excitement and joy of course I for me, uh, personally, we want many kids, as many as God blesses us with. And so I was excited. Then the next emotion that followed was sadness and mourning because I still breastfeed my baby. That's here on Earth's side. And there was just a heartbreak to that. So on top of my husband leaving and then the breastfeeding and the bonding with my first child was coming to that little bit of a close and that I have these few months left of it just being her and I as mom and daughter it all started just piling and then the fact that my husband was leaving and he was there during the whole pregnancy of the first one and so I shut down (laughs) I think after he left completely and this all was happening during the month of december uh november going into december i believe it just felt like my world was falling apart and i think there was a sense of control issue in that as well so find out we get to it we know that the plan still has to go in motion logically we know this and my emotions were just all over the place. I mean, come on. I was pregnant too. That probably didn't help with the emotional side of things. And so, yeah. It's just, even talking about it now, it's it's so new and recent. I think only a week and a half to two weeks ago, I started coming on an uphill. And the reason I bring all this backstory is 
for the first time in a very long time, I felt God so far from me. I was mad and I was sad and I didn't want any of it. I felt so hurt. I felt so abandoned in my life. And on top of all of that, my my first pregnancy and this pregnancy with the first trimester, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this, it's, it's bad. <laughs> the symptoms and everything, I get them, m- most all of them. Throwing up, the not keeping anything down, all of it, I just can't keep anything down. And so, of course, as a Catholic, I believe that offering up my suffering, uniting it to Jesus on the cross, is a big thing. And so I would do that, but I just kept having these feelings of falling and falling, and that was the issue. I was going based off a lot of my emotions at the time. My logic was just so small. It it was there, but it it wasn't forefront. The emotions were taking over. And I allowed it to as well. I didn't... I wanted to feel every emotion that I was feeling. I wanted to be validated. I wanted to be understood and seen. And it didn't seem like that was happening anywhere. And so I really did go into, I would say, a dark place. I was mad at God. And that's really hard, I think, to say... Because I want to love and be so faithful to him. But every relationship, I think there is all the emotions. I've been mad at God before. This time was like the very first time when I started coming into my faith and learning more about God. And having that relationship with him. And all the struggles that I was going through. So on top of wounds coming in, pregnancy, my first child, my husband... It just seemed like a mountain that I was slipping off of. And yeah, my mental, my spiritual, even my physical took hits because I couldn't keep food down and I lost weight. Um, it It was a little bit of a nightmare, I would say. But at the end of it all, I saw a light like all things there was always that light that even if it was a little bit of like a sliver of hope it was there and I really tried to keep my head up during that time so for anyone that is listening if you've ever felt this ache in your heart of anger and sadness I'm with you it's not easy life isn't easy And you want someone to blame for that. But it's... There's no one to blame. Yes, God can help us. In many ways. In miracles. In all sorts of things. But when we feel like he's far. Or he doesn't want to help us. That's when we're needing to learn something. And you need to ask, what is it that you want me to learn from this? What is it that you need me to see? What is it that you're trying to reveal to me? Because even in that dark time, I realized I needed to go through this. I grew up 
with many siblings and I was never truly alone and I also discovered that I don't like being alone it's an upsetting feeling that's where the anger came in yes I had my daughter I think my biggest support my husband being taken away was a big stab in the heart to me and anyone else that like kind of came before that and so it just put me in a place to actually dig deeper into that wound I'm like okay you know I'm already bleeding let's let's see what you're trying to tell me and then even through that anger and sadness I go to church I'd sit there mad um I sat there too because my daughter needed to see that I was still pushing and my unborn child needed to see that I was still pushing and feel that and so of course all these worries and anxieties things that just aren't from God obviously I've said that before came up a lot of the enemy trying to really take me down was seeping through I I didn't even want to really do anything I think there is just that sadness trying to take over the thing that kept me on my toes and going was my daughter and my daughter is from God so God was keeping me on my toes he was keeping me going isn't that such a gift isn't that beautiful He's literally always there even when we're throwing tantrums <laughs> as I've experienced with my daughter. This is where we're called to in that childlike faith. Even in the negative feelings of emotions. And so anyways, coming into the month of January, still feeling down. I really couldn't get out of it, especially because I couldn't keep food down. <laughs> I think that was a big factor. And when everything kind of reversed, we're like, started looking up was when I was able to eat. <laughs> I think I was hangry as well. And so we just transitioned from first trimester to second trimester. When we found out we were pregnant, we were nine weeks already. I didn't get any symptoms. Probably only had symptoms for three weeks. Compared to my first pregnancy, I had it from like five weeks all the way through to second trimester. So I counted my blessing when it came to that. And even that was great that it was for that long. And every time that I go through this, well, I've only gone through it twice now. I really offer it up because what's at the end is beautiful. It's a gift. I believe that it's a gift. And there's nothing better to me than my children <laughs> and yeah I think I would go through it a hundred more times for each one that I'm going to meet or each one that I don't meet so taking all this in now the reason I ended up with this episode like this first instead of just the topic of healing is because healing was already a big like there's so many topics that can go underneath healing and this is one of them honestly 
this is a time that I am healing. And going into all those wounds opened my heart more and allowed me to open my heart to love more, to be stretched more. Because I was able to do things that I didn't never imagined or ever wanted to do in my lifetime. I never, ever wanted to reach out to people that hurt me. And I've done that before on a, on a scale that was so small and I thought was so big. And this time around, God is like, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's going to help not just you, but those people. I may not know what the outcome is for those people, but my heart is clear. And I still love each person that's ever hurt me. Very much, actually. <laughs> I think that that is one gift that I've been called to share with everyone, is the love that God has given me. And so, my mom joked, I think I said it once on, the, um, on another episode, where the people with the biggest hearts get hurt the most. But you have to trust that you did or are doing everything that you're called to, that you are able to take those hurts and build upon them, build whatever it is that you need to build. Boundaries. I never thought in a million years that I would ever seek boundaries. That happened because of God as well. I cried about it. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> it was something that I felt was ugly. And so that's where I'm at right now. Realizing, recognizing, acknowledging the very fact that, yes, of course I need my husband. But he can't help me with my inner wounds and my inner issues. No one can. I have to seek that out and I have to take it to God. The best piece of advice that I heard that I tell many moms, even my own mom, is that when you have kids, you, as a mom, the best thing you could do for your kids is heal. And honestly, even if you don't have kids, even if you don't have a spouse just yet or not ever, the best thing you can do for yourself is heal. The best version of yourself comes out after you heal or you keep pursuing healing because obviously I am not healed completely and I don't plan on being healed completely and wholly on this earth but I'm striving towards it and I'm working towards it so that one day I am able to be healed by the Lord in heaven. And I think that's just beautiful to be given this opportunity and room here on earth to grow and do that with other people and grow in virtue with other people, people that you didn't expect to either. And so that's where my takeaway is from all the catching up that I did. The one thing that you and I probably need to hear is surrender. 
the I know the control freaks are probably like, what in the world are you telling me? Yes. Surrender. If you didn't guess, that's my word of the year that came up. And I obviously know why I need it. Surrendering brings us the most peace. And you might think maybe control gives you peace. But it gives you a fake sense of peace because at the end of the day, you think you can control all of what's going on in your life. And then that crumbles, like how I felt. All you have is to surrender. So now, we are definitely going on an uphill. And I'm really excited to bring on more depth to the show. More sitting down, telling you how it is, and hoping that it really helps you dive deeper into your own interior life. And by the way, yes, I transitioned to second trimester and started eating and started feeling better physically. That's that's a plus, right? But how my spiritual and mental came out of this was communication with my husband on the mental aspect, telling him my feelings and what was going on, and then us calling out what was real and what was lie or what was truth and what was lie and then on the spiritual aspect god just did little easter eggs for me i was confirmed with saint Teresa of avila and she snuck up on me during right after christmas through a friend there's a book called the devil in the castle and it's based off of her other book called interior castle now i have the book interior castle but i could never get around to it people have told me it's hard uh it's a heavy read and of course i've been intimidated here and there and it is written back in the day so it's a little hard to read when it comes to the language and the vocabulary and stuff like that so the devil in the castle kind of takes from interior castle and goes through the mansions Obviously, castle has a lot of rooms and mansions, so the aspect of it is that these mansions are different parts in your interior life and how the enemy tries to attack and distract and all this stuff. So that caught my attention and I started reading that book. Now, I'm still on the first mansion. I just got through it and it's a good read. It got me out of that funk of my spirituality as well. Of saying, hey, the devil's trying to distract you. Don't pursue prayer daily. Don't do this. Don't do that. You're too sad. You're too mad. Why would you this, this, and that? So those books I recommend, I will read into your castle one day. But for now, that's one of the books. And then another book that has got me into more of a routine for myself and for my kids not saying i'm stickler with it if it happens it happens if it doesn't it's okay i'm all right i'm alive (laughs) is hands-free mom that's what it's called i found it at the library i was like cool read the title of the book it was like put your screen down more uh burn the to-do list and like see what really matters in life i pick it up take it don't really read the inside and then when i pick like start reading it it's a christian author 
like this is god this is god and she really put into perspective what we do in this life matters and then the last pillar i think that got me up and up in the spiritual aspect was one day at church there was a deacon who's going to be a priest he gave his homily and he talked about mental mori memento mori if you don't know what that is that's dying to self remembering your death not dying to self remembering your death which means that we as catholics believe that you should think about your death we know that death can be scary but going through a strong devotion of memento mori remembering your death every day will change how you live your life every day if you haven't heard of memento mori there's a more common secular thing that's like live as if today was your last day basically the same except we like look at a school um and we remember our death you know we we come into a prayerful state and remember that we will die it's a humbling thing to do and to pray on and so god really brings us to this place of one day we will die but we will have eternal life after and so all of these came together and really pushed me to keep going and so that is what i will leave you off on if you have any questions <laughs> or any comments concerns about me or prayers for me please send them send them please and i hope we're gonna be on a roll this season so bye thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the simply divine podcast i hope today's episode has touched your heart and soul leaving you inspired and uplifted if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review and sharing it with a loved one or a friend. You can also connect with me on our website or through my social media. As we conclude today's episode, let us remember the words of St. Augustine, who said, Faith is to believe what you do, not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. May these words guide us in our daily lives. And finally, together we can embrace the divine simplicity that enriches our lives. Until next time, dear listeners, may God's grace and love guide your path. Stay simply divine.